I just feel like we need to clean up some unforced errors. That's it. I mean, I walk out on stage and my mic's not on. I mean, that's just a simple thing we talk about in staff meetings and we practice during the week. And then on Sundays, we can just can't perform. I mean, I don't know what you more you want me to do. I feel like I close my sermons the same way every Sunday. As I close, the worship team's going to come out. Does the worship team come out? No. I feel like I finished strong. Honestly, I just got to get back and take a look at some of the film, get some things for my sermon corrected for next week. I mean, attendance was down, so I feel like that hurt my confidence a little bit coming out of the gate. But I mean, from a number standpoint, we did okay. looks like we got uh, five applause breaks. We got three amens and one mm, preach. So like, I mean, from a numbers game, I feel like we're doing well. I just got to do a better job. I mean, I'll take responsibility for my sermon. It wasn't the best thing I've ever done. I had a hilarious story about my kids to start, but then honestly, the scriptural tie-in was not great. I mean, I'm just not comfortable performing in this system. We're doing an eight-week sermon series. Honestly, it should have wrapped up at about five. We're doing this like Stranger Things spinoff called Jesus is a Life Changer Things. Yeah, grammatically, it literally doesn't even make any sense. I mean, I'm a little banged up. I got a sore throat. I'm not 100% either, but I don't, I no excuses. I knew I needed to come out here and perform on Sunday. I mean, who else is going to preach? The youth pastor? Absolutely not. I mean, last time I had the guy preach, he was quoting Chance the Rapper lyrics. I mean, we just can't have that. I mean, we're, we're doing a good job as a team getting plenty of people to come forward for prayer. We're just not getting salvations. We're not getting the conversions when we need to, bottom line. If anybody has any questions, uh, I'll take those now. Just slip your hand up all over this room. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's about the way it feels like some Sundays around here. We want to have a big press conference, you know, and, and debrief. There's so much that goes in to uh, a Sunday and what happens throughout the week here at Destiny. You know, when somebody accepts Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior and they decide to be a Christ follower, uh, there's a lot that goes on. It's not just that, you know, Pastor Gene preached a message and they received Jesus, but it takes a team effort. It takes somebody uh, that's inviting people on their job. It takes somebody who's inviting their family. It takes somebody who's inviting someone who goes to school. And you don't you stay after them. And you, you take a chance on inviting them and inviting them. And you keep after them. And so you've you got a lot of time and effort into bringing that people, inviting them maybe on social media, maybe a personal invitation. And when they come, they come in and the church is clean because people be down here during the week cleaning the church, cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning up the auditorium, making sure that it looks presentable and nice so when people come in it's a warm welcoming environment and when people walk in they're getting people who are uh, greeting them at the doors the people who are shaking their hand and people who are telling them welcome and they got section leaders who are greeting people in their sections they got children's workers who are watching their children we got people working at the coffee shops who are providing a, a place of refreshment and visitation and we got all these things happening ushers we got praise and worship that brings us to the throne of God we got a media team that's putting together and so when something happens when somebody accepts Jesus it wasn't just because Pastor G got up and, and shared a good message it was because as a team we all work together and so when somebody accepts Jesus it's yay destiny because you know what we do it as a team amen come on give God praise for that and so it's a team effort and, and nobody does it alone, okay? If you go to a church where somebody's doing it alone, don't, I'm telling you, it's, it's a wrong church. Because God never designed 
for a church to be a one-man team or even a five-man team. He designed the church to be about the body of Christ serving together in a team atmosphere. And so when we say team destiny, we're saying team Jesus. I don't care what church you go to. If you go to that church and it's your home church, you should be serving. You should be giving to that church of your time, your talent, your treasure, because that church is connected to a body of other churches in that community, and together we're going to make an impact on the community. And so God wants you a part of Team Destiny. If this is your home church, you need to be a part of Team Destiny. And today we're going to talk about this whole concept about doing church together as a team. Now, Matthew 25 it's a great story where Jesus was teaching one day, and he was telling this story about this uh, this owner who had he had some money, and so he says he was going to go away and take a trip, and so he called three of his servants together and said, "Hey, three of my workers, I'm going to give you. Hey, the one he gave five talents to another, he gave two talents to another, he gave one talent." He says, listen, guys, I'm going to go away, take these talents and use them for good, you know. And so he goes away, and it says the one, when he returned, he called him back, the one with five. He said, hey, I gave you five talents before I left. What would you do with it? Hey, and he says, master, I mean, I know that you're a great boss to work for. We love working for you. You're a diligent man. I took the five talents you gave me, and I multiple invested them, made your money back, and I'm proud to say I'm now giving you five more talents. So here's ten talents back to you. He says, well done, man, you're awesome. Well done, you good and faithful servant. He called the one he gave two talents to. He said, hey, what'd you do with the talents I left you? Hey, I invested those talents, master. Man, you're a great boss. I, I gave these things out, and I invested it, and I returned back, and now I'm happy to say I'm giving you back two more talents. And now you gave me two, now I'm giving back to you four talents. And he says, way to go, you're awesome. You're awesome, man, I love this. You good and faithful servant. And then it says he called the one he gave one talent to. And let's pick it up now in this verse. He said, now this servant said, uh, with one bag of silver, he came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. He must have knew my dad. He was a harsh man. Harvesting crops. You didn't plant. You, you gather crops you didn't cultivate. He goes, I was afraid. How many have we been there? I was afraid we let fear grip us. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I, I hid it. In the earth. How many of us are hiding talents? How many of us are hiding talents, giftings, talents that God has given us, and we're afraid somebody's not going to accept them? We're afraid somebody's going to reject them. We're afraid that uh, my talent, one talent, is not as good as the person with ten talents. And so we stay back and we hide the one talent God's given us and wonder why we never have any more. It's, it's not the plan. God, God's plan is for us to invest our talents for the kingdom. And look what he said now. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked. And now he calls him, you're just lazy, man. You're wicked and you're lazy. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and I gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you at least, at the very least, take the effort and deposit my money into the bank? At least I could have gotten some kind of interest. And look what it says now. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant. Remember, he had one talent. Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the bags of ten. Does that take, does that sound very fair? I mean, think about it. Is that fair? You take the one guy who only had one, but because he didn't use that talent, because he buried that talent, he took the guy who had one and he turned around and gave it to the one who had multiplied the most. Why? Because Jesus said to those who use well, listen to this, to those who use well, 
what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. Now, we've been talking about the last few weeks that when we use and steward what we have now, then God uses that to multiply in our life. And I'm telling you, the more we use what we have now, the more we use, even if it's just one talent, that when I use it, God will multiply it back. And the more faithful I am with what God has given me, the more God gives me even in abundance. Some of you want that kind of blessing. We're living the life now, man. We're living our best life now. But we want an abundance from God. And that comes when I use whatever I have now. Even if it seems insignificant. Even if it seems like it's just one area, one gifting I have. It doesn't seem like it matters a lot. But what happens, man? When we use that gift, it doesn't seem like it matters a lot. And so what happens? You know, I was supposed to watch the preschoolers. You know, and you know, I don't really make a difference. So I don't show up that day to, to watch the preschoolers. And all of a sudden, the person's not here for some so I have to go to the, the Lisa that's going out, and Brian and Lisa, and they're going out looking. There's somebody here who come in and help fill out, and they bring somebody out. And maybe that person really needed to be in the service that day. They didn't hear what God had to say, but they had to go in there, and they had to serve because you didn't show up last minute. And they, they leave, and then somebody comes in looking and said by them that they need to be by. I mean, it, it can cause a chain reaction of things. No, you have significance. Everything you do has significance for the kingdom. Every gift you bring has significance for the kingdom. But those who do nothing, even what they have, little they have, it'll be taken away. Some of you are wanting more. God, use me more. God, use me more. Then steward what you've been given now. Don't wait. If I have an abundance, then I'll, I'll give all my talents to God. No, you won't. You steward the one you have now, and one leads to two, and then two leads to four, and then four leads to eight. You see how God works. We show ourselves faithful. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in abundance. I'll, I'll share my giftings when I get the title. When, when I get a promotion, when I get the position, when Pastor Gene asks me to serve on staff, and then, bless God, I'll, I'll do the best of my ability. No, you won't. Because you'll never make it on staff if you can't use the gifts you have now. You gotta, see, God, God promotes. And I can tell you this. It's not about what happens on the stage. It's about what happens right out here. It's about what happens when we leave this place. We are the body of Christ. We're all called to be ministers. We're all called to use our giftings. Now look at this. It's my personal responsibility. We gotta say this to ourselves. It's my personal responsibility to develop my own gifts. It's my personal responsibility. Well, I'm waiting for you to develop me, Pastor Gene. No, you've got to develop that. You're responsible. I can give you tools. Our, our assistant coaches and, and staff, can, they can give you tools to help you. But both ultimately, you've got to decide, I'm going to learn to use the gift these guys given me. I want to learn to develop that. I want to learn to use it now. It's up to you. Well, they never want to use Yeah, I'm telling you, you can be used. In this church, there are plenty of places to be involved. There are plenty of places to jump on and be a part of the team. But you've you got to do that. It's my responsibility to develop those gifts and develop them for the Lord. Look what Ephesians 4 says. Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. Now, all these gifts that God has given us, Christ gave to the church. He gave them apostles. He gave prophets, evangelists, and even the pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. And what else? And to build up the church, the body of Christ. 
See, here in, in American society, we've really lost this understanding. Because our understanding is this. Uh, we hire pastors, and they'll come in and build up the church. And we just come in as fans, and we're like, oh, yeah, I belong. I'm a fan. I love that church. I love how these pastors work. I love how this operates. And that may be the initial thing that gets you a, a part of the dream. It may be the initial concept that brings you in. But, listen, God wants you to be a part of the body of Christ. He says the pastors, the coaches God has put in your life, they're there to equip you to do his work and to build up the church. It's always been all of our responsibility to do the work of the ministry. It's God's plan that he uses all of us. And before I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian. Before I'm a pastor... I'm a servant of God. Before I'm a pastor, I'm a minister. And I have to learn that I have to plug in and let God use me where I'm at right now. It's God's plan. It's God's ultimate plan. See, think about the, the pro teams now. They have an owner. You know, Robert Kraft is a famous owner of the Patriots. Owns a lot of shaving companies and all the other, all these big brand stuff, you know. Uh, Robert Kraft, he's, he's a billionaire owner. I mean, his resources are pretty much unlimited here in the U.S. You know, he's the owner, and then he hires, like, a general manager, and then he hires a head coach, and then he hired, that head coach hires assistant coaches, and then they, what, then they draft players, and then they develop players, and trainers, equipment managers. I mean, they got all this whole staff going on, concession workers, field operators, people taking tickets at the gate. I mean, they got promotions. They got so much going on. They got people working the physical training. I mean, they got all this happening. And, you know, and God, so first of all, who's the owner? God. Remember what we've taught you here. God is the owner of everything, right? As a Christian, God is the owner of everything. He's our owner. So God owns everything. And then he he brings in general managers, and then he brings in head coaches, and he places them over certain bodies. And then that, that head coach or general manager, he brings and helps develop a coaching staff. Come on, staff, come on up here. Join me around the front here. Let's give it up for our, our church staff here. I love them, man. These are our people right here. Say, so come in, spread out here around the front. Brian and Lisa working back in the preschool. See, somebody didn't show up today. That's so why our staff had to go back there and work some of the rooms. That's not right. Come on now. I don't know what happened. I'm just saying that for an illustration. Come on. It sounded really good. Uh, we'll be here in a second, but listen, I want to do something to you really fast. First of all, how many love Pastor Mel, my wife? Yes, beautiful woman. Many of you may not know this, but she oversees our, our music and worship ministry here in the church. And uh, we appreciate Nick Witten as well. Nick, where are you at this morning? Nick, yeah, leading our band as well. Phenomenal job. I tell you, it's not easy working with those many eagles. But she did a good job, okay? I said eagles, not eagles. Okay, anyway, we have our church administrator, Jana Pirtle. She's doing a phenomenal job in administration of our church. She's representing the Sooners, which God really loves. Boomer! Okay, there we go. All right, the anointing is flowing in the house now. I feel released here. We, we love uh, Justin and Latricia Belt as well. They have held several hats in the church. They're currently overseeing our elementary known children as well as uh, Justin's one of our teaching pastors here at the church. Of course, a part of our worship team. They do a lot in our church. Let's give it. I've been with us for a long, long time. Give it up for the, for the Belt family. We love them. Pastor Joe and Jen have been part of our church staff for a long time as well. They served many years on 
our staff as youth pastors, and before that wore a couple of different hats, and now slipped into different roles now here at the church, working with the, the sound, the coffee shop, connect groups, involved in our worship ministry as well. You appreciate Pastor Joe and Jen. Let them know. We love them. And I'm a couple. We appreciate Jeff and Kristen, our youth pastors. Any youth in the house? Love you, youth pastors, yeah. I tell you what, they're doing a phenomenal job back there with our youth ministry, and we love them. I just recently come on in August, and they're just doing a great job. We love having them part of our staff. Uh, Pastor Mike and Brittany, we love them. How I many love the Go Teams? Yeah, our outreach pastors. Pastor Mike has been, been serving in different areas of our church and always just volunteering, volunteering, finding like, man, we got to get this guy on staff. And so when the uh, opportunity arose for us to bring him on staff, it was just a overwhelming yes by the rest of the staff. And they're doing a great job of leading our gold teams, our outreach teams. And I'm excited what God's going to do in the future. Pastor Tom and Debbie have been with us for a long time as well, have done different hats in the past, have now just recently entered into focusing on, on women's and men's ministries. And so if you want to be a part of that, make sure you go through the tables. Anybody here, they have tables set up with these different ministries. You can sign up to find out more information about what the guy's doing. We've got a trip coming up really soon. We'll be talking about it in a few weeks. Women have got things happening all the time. Sign up. Get on to the know what's happening with the men's and women's ministries. Give it up for Pastor Tom and Debbie. Pastor Brian and Lisa have been with us a long time as well. They started attending the church just a few weeks after we opened the church at the Holiday Inn. And then as they got involved in, in the, the serving, uh, of course, their giftings made, wealth, made way for themselves. And they're both uh, in administration and teaching and uh, therapies in our school districts and the whole area. Great educators. And we love them, and we're so thrilled and privileged to have them a part of our staff here. They oversee our preschools. Yeah, come on, give it up for Brian and Lisa. And there's just so many more that are involved in our church. We have a media team. We have security teams. We have a young adult team. we got just team after team after team of people. And these are the people God is putting in place to be assistant coaches. And they're recruiting now. They're recruiting players. They're drafting players to serve underneath them. They're getting GAs. Some of them are GAs. They're going to be graduate assistants, man, because some of them are going to have to step up. And, you know, and we've always said it's next man up at Destiny. And so we're training the next leader. We're, we're training the next pastors. We're training not only that, but we're training people to be used. And I can tell you that at Destiny Church, we've never hired one person from the outside. Every person over the history of our church has been hired from the inside of our church. Isn't that a big thing? That's a good thing. Yeah. It's all right when you have to go outside, but I thank God that we can raise up leaders and we're not afraid to take a chance on people and take a chance that God wants to use you and we see greatness in you. And so look out across the audience. I see hundreds of people just like this. We said, hey, I see God wants to use you to be a part of the team. God wants to use you. There's more in your life. There's more that God wants to do for you. Get involved in the game, man. Come on. Let's give it up for our staff and our coaches. So we have the owner and general managers, head coaches, assistant coaches, and then they, they get players and they bring them in. And they draft our players and we, we bring them in. And they, they specialize. They only have a coordinator. Some are over the defense. Some are over the offense. Some are over special teams. And underneath them, coordinators have people who focus just in on their position. DBs and linebackers and uh, D-line and ends. I mean, they, they see how it breaks down. Coaches go from coaches to coaches to coaches to the players. 
And then when they teach these players and teach them the system, then many of these players end up graduating, becoming GAs, and go right into the system and help coach and carry on the legacy. And some of them get trained, and we send them out. And some get trained, and they stay in the house. But man, you'll never accomplish anything sitting in the stand. God wants you to get in the game. God wants you to get in the game. Look at this statement. We have too many fans. We need more people to get in the game. We have too many fans. People come in. You know, first you come in as a spectator. And as you come in, you go, man, I really like that. Man, I can understand what Pastor Gene's talking about. I can, I really like the music there. I really like the worship. I, I like the, I like this ministry about the church. And we become fans of the church. We're like, yeah, man, I want to be, this is my church. This is my home church. And we come in, big fans of the church. We're supporting it. We're, we're, you know, we're giving toward it. But you know what? Sometimes we're just fans. And we got too many fans. We got to have more people getting out of the stands and making their way onto the field and get in the game. God wants us to get in the game. Turn to your neighbor and say, get in the game. Look what he says here in Ephesians 4.24. Put on the new self. I like that. Put on. And put on the new self. You were created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now think about it. We've all been given a new, what? A new uniform. We've all been given a new uniform. We've all been given a new jersey. When you accept Jesus, his blood, his crimson blood, washes as white as snow. Our, our past is forgiven. And now we have a new future. And it's not based on just my talents. But when I take my talents and use them in faith, God, I take my natural talents, and then God takes a super, and he puts it on my natural, and then God does the supernatural through my life. It's amazing. Not because I'm that good, but because my faith is that much. You see, and God says, I want you, I want you to get involved. And you know, I notice something. He gives us a new jersey, a new uniform. He wants us to wear that. I'm not the person I used to be. I'm not the person I used to be. Some people see you and think, what, what are you doing wearing that new uniform, man? That's not you. I know, I know the old you. I used to party with the old you. I used to run around with the old you. I, I know. That's not true. What are you doing wearing that uniform? And you can wear it proudly because you know why? You've been redeemed. God gave you this uniform. Isn't that cool? Come here, Landon. As many of you know, my son Landon, we've been on this journey for a while. And this coming Wednesday, he's going to sign his national letter of content. He's committing to stay home and play football at Missouri State University. So he's hoping that some of you guys will make the road trip up there once in a while and catch some of those home games, right? Bear up? All right, bear up. He really likes the spotlight, so this is really good for him. Just kidding. He does not like the spotlight at all. He's like, he's like Father, if it be any other way, let this cup pass. I don't want to get up in front of the church. But, you know, I noticed something that when we were on this recruiting trip, Landon and I traveled all across the U.S. So, man, we went all across. We had a great time this last year going places and he tells me, Dad, I think you enjoyed it more than I did. And I, that's probably the truth. I really did. We had, we had a good time. And, you know, as we were traveling these places, we went to schools where they really wanted Landon to go. We would walk in to the locker room, and they would have music pumping. They'd have players clapping their hands. They'd have coaches there. And you know what they always had? They had his jersey hanging right there 
on the chair, in the locker, had a helmet for him right there. And they walk in and go, Landon, there's your jersey. Try it on. Oh, look how good you look in this uniform. We want you to be a part of our team. We can imagine you be part of And they're clapping for him, and they're hooting and hurrahing, you know. And everywhere he went, he tried on the jersey, and I take a pic, and he's like, they look good buffing the shirt, Dad. It's looking right, you know. Teasing them. Of course, he didn't do that. But anyway, it's a lot of fun trying all those jerseys on and seeing those stadiums, meeting the coaches. But you know, I noticed one thing. You know, they treat me pretty good because you know when they bring some official recruiting trips, they pay his hotel room and they buy dad a hotel room. They pay for his dinner and they buy dad's dinner. I mean, the coaches take us over to the house. I mean, I was over Coach uh, Steck's house the other day, the head coach of Missouri State, and they got him out, and you need to repent for what happened on that trip. I'm not really sure what happened. I don't want to know. But tell me you're a part of the Alpha and Omega, <laughs> Alpha and Omega fraternity. Okay, all right, not Sigma Pi. Okay, stay away from that. Anyway, while he's out doing whatever, we're over there talking to the coaches, and, you know, the coaches are like, yeah, uh, yeah. I go to church, and I heard you're a pastor. Praise be to God. Anyway, you know, it's amazing how they really love Jesus when they're trying to recruit my son. It's really amazing. And so the head coach was asking me about some different ideas I had, you know, was asking some sermon. And I was telling him about today. He goes, I dare you to wear a Missouri State jersey to preach in. So I'm wearing a Missouri State jersey right here. I'm going to take a picture and send it. Hey, coach, I did it today, you know, for you. But you know what? I noticed one thing. As I went to these places, even though they did all those things, whatever they bought him, they bought me. But when I walked into the locker room, Jay, you know what happened? They didn't have a jersey laid out for me. Never once did I walk in the locker room and say, Dad, try this on. We heard you have an extra year of eligibility. Would you come out and play? Even though in my mind, I could give him one play, probably, okay? Come on, Dad. Anybody, Dad, feel my pain? You feel me, my man, Okay been taking this kid since third grade. They can at least have me a jersey out there, BB, to try on. No. It's all about landing. All about the other recruits that are there. Why? Why are they giving him a jersey? Because they want him to play. They don't want dad to come out and play. Dad, dad, dad's eligibility's up. Dad's time is up. He's, a, he's now helping and supporting in other different areas. But, man, they, they expect Landon to get in the game. They don't give guys uniform hoping they don't get in the game. And they hope you come in, you battle for position, you come in and you make your way to a starter and you contribute. And, man, you help them go to the next level. And they give people to uniform who they want to play in the game. You see, but here's the thing is, I never went to Missouri State. Anybody here went to Missouri State? I know we have a graduate back here. Anybody else? Yeah, other people going. Anybody currently going to Missouri State right now? Okay, we have people commuting back and forth. I never went to Missouri State. I never graduated from Missouri State. I never played for Missouri State. I never owned a piece of clothing from Missouri State because I had no ties to university. So why would I stand up here today wearing a Missouri State jersey? Why would I stand up here wearing a Missouri State jersey? Because of my relationship with my son, I now wear the jersey. You see, I didn't die on the cross. But because of my relationship and your relationship with the son, 
Now we have been made clean. We have been made righteous. And now we represent God. And now he gives us a new uniform. He says, a new you. And I don't get the jersey because I was Jesus. I get the jersey because of my relationship through the Son. Somebody ought to say amen for that. Amen? Thanks, son. Thank you. See, my relationship is the reason why I got the jersey. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wearing it. And see, you can stand up and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, man. It's not about me. It's about what the Son did. It's about what Jesus did. And now I'm going to live my life serving. I'm going to live my life as not only the biggest fan, but I'm going to get involved. I'm going to help out any way I can. I'm going to give a support cast any way I can because I want to see Team Jesus lifted up. I want to see the one who gave his life for me advance. I want to see the kingdom of God flood this area. People need Jesus People need Jesus, and they're not going to get him unless we get up every day and put on the jersey that God gave us and reach him. So what jersey are you going to wear? Are you going to wear your own jersey? See, you got to get a, get a hold of something that's bigger than yourself. See, we have too many people walking around wearing the jersey, but they never get in the game. Yeah, Team Destiny. Go to Team Destiny. Alright. Go to this church over here. I go to that church. Yay, yay. And we wear the jersey. But we never get in the game. We want to see you get in the game. We want to see you get in the game. I want you to watch this quick highlight video, just kind of showing you some of the things Team Destiny was able to do this year. It's a small tip of the iceberg, just to kind of give you an overview. Some of the great things that Team Destiny was able to do this year because people gave of their time, their talent, and their treasure to God. Hey everyone, 2017 was a great year for Destiny Church. Because of your generosity and willingness to give, not only financially, but serving the church and the community, Destiny gave approximately $75,000 in supporting outside ministries, missions, and outreaches. We also had several impactful weekends, such as the marriage retreat, where over 50 couples got away for the weekend to strengthen their marriages. The gathering, a weekend on empowering our young adults in reaching the next generation. And finally, the sound of Christmas, one of our most anticipated services of the year. We had many guests and decisions made to follow Christ as people learned the true meaning of Christmas. This past year, we also provided over 100 families in need with Christmas decorations. We gave families in need a Thanksgiving dinner. We sent over 50 students to multiple church camps in the summer. We hosted our first ever vacation Bible school and had over a hundred kids from the community attend. We hosted Kid Fest VIP and opened the doors to around 75 foster care kids, which included bounce houses, pizza, and prizes. Following that, we hosted our annual Kid Fest where hundreds of kids and their families came for a night of fun. We partnered with Web City Cares, supplying hundreds of kids with snack pack meals and backpacks. We partnered with Fostering Hope's Christmas program. We sponsored kids and shopped for around 600 area foster care kids for Christmas gifts. We provided hot meals for the hospital on Thanksgiving. We also take time to feed the homeless in our community. This year, we want you to be a part of Team Destiny. Get involved in the game and join us in giving and serving. And together, we can reach this generation for Christ. Let's join a dream that's bigger than ourselves that will take all of us as a team to accomplish. We want to love more, 
we want to reach more, and we want to serve more. Together, we are Team Destiny. Amen. Give God a praise for that. Great. Just a small tip of some of the th- big things that are going on here at Destiny throughout the year, and we want you involved. Look what Philippians 3.13 says. It says, man, we forget our past. Look what it says. But I don't have it achieved. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. You see, if you're going to get in the game, you've got to forget your past. Because your past will keep you a fan. Your past will keep you in the stands. Your past will keep you in the training room. Licking your wounds, man, just staying there over and over. But listen, God doesn't want you to stay in the stands. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race. So you don't get into the race unless you get out of the stands. You gotta get out of the stands to get involved in the race. God wants you involved in the game. He wants you involved in the game. He goes, I received my prize, which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us to. Man, listen, doing church as a team isn't one person doing a hundred things. It's a hundred people doing one thing. That's doing church as a team. I don't have time, Pastor. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We all have time. Uh, is it really that big of a deal if I ask you for once a month, you could come and say, you know what, I, I will serve a service and attend a service. I'll, I'm going to always come to the second service, so why not come and volunteer for the first service? Well, I always come to the first service, so why don't I come to the first service and stay and volunteer for the second service? Well, i, I got a busy schedule, then I don't like being in front of people. Uh, well, come and clean, man. There's people who love to come down and clean because they, they say, you know what? There's nobody here. I, just me and Jesus, and we having a long time with God, and it's a way for me to give. I mean, there's so many different areas. Get involved in the game. It's where God wants us. What jersey will you wear tomorrow at work? What jersey will you wear tomorrow at your school? You know, some of you going, we're all gonna, we're all gonna leave and go our places. What jersey are you wearing? Some of you gonna put on your, your teacher jersey. Some are gonna put on your boss jersey, your administration. Some are gonna put on your doctor jersey. Some are gonna put on your, your factory jersey. Some are gonna put on your student jersey. Wherever it is, wherever you go, you're walking in. This is where you're at. Let me ask you this. Who has a better chance of reaching teachers at your school? Pastor Gene or a teacher wearing that jersey every day? See, God put you there. God put that jersey on you for you to go and to bring his light and you to take the work of the ministry where you're at. He's given you your jersey. You're already covered with the blood. And now you just go into where he's told you to be and let his light shine through you. Can you imagine the impact we have when we quit taking the focus off evangelism, what happens on Sunday morning? No, evangelism happens what happens throughout the week. Sunday morning just complements that. Sunday morning is just a tool for you to use to get equipped and to bring people in that you've been witnessing to, to experience the power of believers and the power of corporate worship and, and sometimes get discipled and to teach I mean, God wants to use you on your job, in your school. The word equipping means, uh, of course, it means to equip, to teach, but it also has another meaning. It means to mend. It's the same word to use to mend, you know, and uh, some of you here, you're coming in and you need some equipping time. You need some mending time. You've been hurt. 
Maybe he was in a bad situation before you got here. Maybe you got hurt at the last church you was at. Maybe you got hurt in the last relationship you was in. And you're coming in, and right now you're, you're going through a time on the trainer's table. You're getting mended, and you're hearing stories of redemption. You're hearing stories of healing. You're hearing teaching about God's grace and God's love and God's empowerment, and it's bringing wholeness to your life. And you're forgiving people from a painful past, and you're allowing God to heal your heart, heal your mind. Those are all great things, and you need those times. And sometimes we got to spend time in the training room. When we were at Missouri State a few weeks ago, the trainer said, I don't, we don't care what the head coaches say. If a player's hurt, they cannot return to the game unless we say it's okay first. No matter how much the coach wants to push that player, no matter how much they want to use that player, if we don't give the release that they're healthy to go, they will not go. You know, and some of you here, you're there. Sometimes we got to say, you're not healthy yet. you still got some things you're working through. Uh, but, you know, it's coming. And some of you here, you've been made whole. You've been mended. God's renewed your mind. God's healed your heart. God's allowed you to walk through some dark places in your life. And yet, you're still spending all your time in the training room. Get out of the training room and get back into the game. Don't leave the training room and climb back up in the stands. If you're going to wear the jersey, get in the game. Get in the game. One more time, let's say it. Get in the game. It's what God's designed for our life. That we do church together as a team. One last statement I want to give you here. First of all, I want to say this, that you know why I found a, a way to win every time, BV? I found a way to win. And I was thinking about it, you know, when I was a kid, we played on the playground. You want to know how we won every game on the playground? Because when we were picking teams, I made sure I had twice as many people on my team as the person I was playing against. Think about it. Same thing happens. When I, the more people I get on the team, the more people we get involved in the game, the higher chances we have of succeeding and have success. Listen, Jesus never came to create fans. Jesus never came to create fans. He came to create followers. He came to create followers. This is what Jesus did. Jesus wasn't looking for fans, but he was looking for followers. I want you to bow your heads this morning. This morning with our heads bowed, I just want to ask you a question. Some of you here today say, Pastor... Man, I need, I need, first of all, I just simply need to make Jesus my owner today in my life. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And so the first thing I need to do is quit being a, a spectator. And I just need to say, first of all, I want to join the team. I want to make sure heaven's my home. I'm ready to make Jesus Christ Lord of my life. I've never asked him to forgive me my sins. And today I realize I need to be a part of something greater than who I am. I need to jump and say, God, I'm ready to surrender every part of my life to you. It's the only way to heaven, number one. And number two, it's the only way that you ever be fulfilled in your life is when you learn to surrender your life fully to Jesus. So without anybody looking, I just want to have you a chance to respond, to join those people this morning. Many people in the first service made a decision. You say, you know what, Pastor? I'm ready to accept Jesus. Nobody's looking right now, but you just raise your hand. That's me. I'm ready to accept Jesus. Thank you. Anybody else? Thanks, guys. You say, today, Pastor, I'm ready to accept Jesus. If you haven't raised it yet, raise it right now. Yeah, I see those other hands going up. Thank you. If you raise your hands, I want you to say this prayer out loud with, with me as I say it. As 
Christians and teammates around you, we're going to say it as well. Okay? So say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. I surrender all of my life to you. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. From this day forward, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, people pray that prayer for the first time. You say, welcome to the team of God, amen. Awesome, awesome. Today, I want you to stand on your feet. How many say, Pastor? I want to be a part of Team Destiny, man. I'm ready for God to get, come on, come on. Now get involved in the game. Don't be a spectator. Don't just be a fan, but say, I want to serve somewhere. We got tables set up all around the church, and this is just a, a, a small portion. There's other areas. Sign up somewhere. Say, man, I want to know how I can start to serve. I've only got a small window. Well, use what you have. Use that small window and say, yeah, I'll serve. I'll give. I'll give to the local church. It's the greatest investment you can ever do for your life. Together, we can see the dream work. Together, together, we can see the kingdom of God as we partner with other churches in the area and we come together as a team and say, God, we are advancing the kingdom of God. Let's be a part of it. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you are, put your hands together. I'm ready. Come on. Come on. Let's make it loud. Let's make it proud. Let's sing it today. Come on. Put your hands together again. Come on, y'all. Hey. Have a great rest of your Super Sunday. Awesome. Amen.